Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to Animation Weekly. We're back after a super long break, but we're excited because there's a guest in the studio, our second one in show history, which is always exciting. We love having guests in our studio, and this week is super special because it's Tara Sands. She's been in things like uh, Digimon, One Punch, Sailor Moon, Celebrity Deathmatch, Barbie, Little Witch Academy, One Piece, and this is the tip of the iceberg, guys. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! <laughs> One, yes, you already know what it is. We've been very anime heavy lately, but I'm not sad about it. It's okay. It's pretty good. It's leading to possible future stuff. Oh! Oh, uh-huh. I see. Ah. Anyway, I'm Joelle Monique. Hey, um, my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. I was going to say, wait, did you say where people find you? They know. We'll talk oh. about it at the end. Okay. I want to get into this interview. Okay. <laughs> But yes, where, where can they find you, our special guest? Who, me? Yeah, you. Wait, you're, I'm only your second guest? You're only our second guest. This is... Oh, that's so cool. You're Bob at the voice, very of, cool. so what, the voice I, of Porky Pig. Oh, Bob Perkins. He's amazing. He's so, wonderful. But he probably didn't have to sit on a booster seat like I did. <laughs> he did not have you to guys, sit on a booster so seat. You guys, I'm so short. I have to, I'm sitting <laughs> literally on a booster seat. It's okay. It's like a child seat. Oh, hi. Sorry. You made you get You're extra cushion. It. It's good. I, I digressed. What, where can they find me? Yeah, where they find me? On the internet. You can find me uh, <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter at Tara Sands LA. And it sounds, it's spelled like it sounds. Cool. It's that's not it. tricky, guys. It's not tricky. That's why I changed it a long time ago. <laughs> no, oh my gosh, smart. can Make you reveal easy. the secret? What was it before? It was just, it was spelled, it's, it's a long story. It was very hard to spell. Fascinating. You can you can do Google research and find it easily. It's not a secret. I just don't want to bore you with that and kind of information right now. All right, well, let's get right into it. Uh, when did you find yourself starting to play with your voice? Always. Um, like, my first sentences, I was imitating commercials. Wow. Yeah. So I, and I wasn't being paid for it then, so <laughs> I guess I sort of, and I was a talker. I, I mean, I never shut up. I had detention a lot for talking. Um, and then, I, and then, I, and I was singing as well. And then um, in high school, I was singing in a, comp, a local competition at like the Y. <laughs> and, and like a, a talent manager was there. Wow. Yeah, I was crazy. And then the first audition they sent me on was for a voiceover for nice. a commercial. And I had to say something like, ooh, gross, a wart. <laughs> and for Compound W. And I booked that job. And I was wow. like, what? Awesome. This is, no. And my mom was like, you're, you're getting paid for, are you joking? And, and <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I can't believe this is a job I could have. I want to do that. Uh, yeah, so they, I started young. And being a singer, you, you were always manipulating your voice. Mm-hmm. And, um... Yeah, I just never, and it was it was even more years before I realized cartoons were something that I could do. Like it just again, and I was in New York, and weren't as many cartoon opportunities. Even I was lucky enough to do some there, but uh, yeah, I'm just always talking funny. And so, when do you make your way out to LA? <laughs> I moved here about ten years ago. I was hosting a TV show um, on Cartoon Network 
called Fridays. Yeah. Where I got to interview people. Like, it's so weird for me. I can't, I hate, not that I'm not enjoying this. <laughs> but all I want to do is ask you guys questions. So I used to host this TV show where I got to interview people on Cartoon Network. So when I was doing that, it was easier to live here, even though we shot in Atlanta. Mm. And I was back and forth a Flights bunch. Flights to Atlanta from LA are just very, it's, it's easy pretty easy. standard. You know, you're not doing a lot of layovers or anything. Both are hub cities. They're hu- Delta hub. I used to call now. myself tri-coastal because I was like New York, Atlanta, and LA. <laughs> not bad spots. It just made me feel cool. Yeah, I really was. Barely, but... So, okay, you're starting to get into voice acting. You're booking commercials, mm-hmm. the, which are typically pretty short. Like, you're not recording a commercial for more than, like... By Coke! Yeah, it was quick. They were... I was in the booth for less than an hour, usually. So as you started getting into, like, feature films and stuff, especially where um, you're doing a lot of dubbing, which is much more complicated <sighs> than, like... different. This yeah. is Labor-intensive. yeah. Well, walk us through that. Like, what makes dubbing more labor-intensive than, you know, just recording your voice? Well, for well, for one, you know, a commercial, you've usually auditioned, and they've chosen you for whatever you've done. And so if it's a 30-second spot, you know, you, they kind of know what they want you to do. And it, a lot of commercial actors have trouble, I think, moving over to the other, to longer-form mm. stuff, because they're used to just the instant gratification yeah. and, the, and hmm. the quick sessions. Um, so my first intro to longer-form Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline stuff was was audiobooks. I started working in audiobooks and I'd be That's in, a long Yeah, I'd be in the studio for days and oh. but I loved it. I mean, yeah. like literally the minute I put on he- like any headphones. I have a flashback to and I'm I'm in headphones most of the day every day. But I always almost always have a flashback to the We Are the World video <laughs> and they're like <laughs> And I just want to do that. Like there's something cool about that. Like, and yeah. I know, like, even, like, my little, my cousin's kids will come over, or my friend's kids, and the first thing they want to do when they come into my booth is put on the headphones. Mm-hmm. And there's something about that, that motion, or that thing that kind of gets me, I don't want to say into character, but into work mode, into job mode. Sure. I don't know what I it's was talking like about. It's like putting on your helmet. Yeah. No, I totally get that. It is. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's like, You're it's, buckling in. Yeah. I don't have equipment. <laughs> I don't like I have a costume for voiceover. So, you know, when I would do theater work or, you know, I had a costume. I have no mm-hmm. idea how I, I, I transitioned into what we're talking about. You asked me a well, good I question. I have a question then, about oh, audiobooks. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite audiobook to do and why? Oh, God. Uh, there's so many good ones. My fa- I, I love doing, I do a series called Sammy Keys. Yeah, And I've been working on it for like 20 years now. Wow. We've done about, I think we've done 16 books, and the series is over. We're a little bit behind in the audio. But to have watched, I got to watch the character change. I got, I heard my own voice change during wow. that time, which is weird, because I'll go back and be like, uh-huh, I have to, okay, what did I sound like? And try mm. to pitch it and... And that's not just like a 30, again, it's not a 30 second commercial. It's a six hour book where my voice is like this, the entire, you know, sustaining wow. it or that's, sustaining yeah. a Southern accent as the narrator. Mm. Um, so those are long sessions. And I, I, I think some people, like you were asking about dubbing, like mm-hmm. those, 
not only are you worried about the voice and your performance, but you're worried about matching some lip flap that uh, that was done in a language that doesn't necessarily correlate timing wise with what you're saying. So there's a lot of time for rewrites. There's it's just a different kind of. Are of they job. often rewrite rewriting while you're in the booth? Yeah. Good lord. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not all the time, and it really depends. Certain shows are great, and they're written. The writers are awesome about writing timing the timing to the flap, um, <laughs> or like sometimes you get really lucky. Like I've had a couple shows where you don't see the character's mouth; like they're always oh, in a that's mask. So nice, yeah. And Ooh. when I get there, I'm like, yes, score, because you don't have to be. And then you can think about the performance more. Sure. Uh, with that, do you ever get input on suggesting a word if like something doesn't work? Can and if they're writing on the spot, can you oh, be like, yeah. "Can we try this instead?" It depends who it is, but sure. for the most part, if it's like if the sentence is, "I I can't wait to get to our destination," I can say, "Hey, can we just uncontract this? I think it's going to fit better." Or I could, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not shy. I'm sure there's actors who are. <laughs> and it, again, if it's a if it's my first time working with someone, True. I'll probably Test shut my big mouth. Mm-hmm. But again, they're not usually the people who wrote it, so they're not as attached. Oh, sure. By the time it gets to me, it's been through a translator where it's just like a loose translation. For, a, for like, Japanese anime, if we're mm-hmm. talking about that. So first, the, there, it's a direct translation, from what I understand. And then it gets to a writer who's more really micromanaging the flap and all that. And then it gets to me and a director. So I'm not dealing with someone who's like, this is their baby right, and I'm right. asking to like change yeah. and again we, we're really careful too because it's already been translated so you're already losing a little bit of maybe mm-hmm. the the meaning you know maybe it was a joke in Japan that doesn't translate to our culture so we're trying to write a different joke I mean it's it gets it gets tricky yeah and then that's why the fans kind of you know I know there's fans that per, prefer to watch a subtitled version because so we just try to Make them happy, stay as true to the script as we can, and not mess it all up. I mean, obviously your bread and butter is dubs, but do you have a preference of subs versus dubs? Mm. I, well, I love working with a group. Mm. So, oh, oh, subs versus dubs. To to watch. (sighs) Reading is so hard. No, um, (laughs) I... I, you know, hey, I, when you're tired, yeah, I totally right? do. late at night or while you're eating, and then you're like, wait, what? I just hear people in the comments actually. It's, it's yeah, hard. No, no. When I'm, if I'm multitasking, I, there's no way I can watch. Eating um, and tired, those are two where I'm like, oh, subtitles are a little tricky at those yeah. moments. Yeah, and I'm a multitasker, so I, I do like the dubs, but I think that's also because, well, I like the dubs if I'm watching for enjoyment, mm. um, or to see my friends, mm. um, but if I... Uh, what did I say? I like the dubs better for that. And subtitles, if, I, if I'm if i researching, mm-hmm. that's great. Like, if I know that I'm going in to join a show, it's kind of fun to watch the original and see. Oh, oh heck yeah. Yeah, to, how, to watch some scenes. ahead of time? And I mean, I know the director would probably adjust you later on, but if you are able to research like that, how much are you trying to match your performance to the previous original language performance? See, I don't, and I don't usually find that out till I get there. Oh, so, okay. So that's one of the first questions I ask when I get to an anime job. I say, how how close to the original do they want this? Because mm-hmm. they tend to have, their their young boy voices tend to sound very different than ours. Mm-hmm. Um, how high-pitched a lot of their mm-hmm. female characters are. It's just, our, our ears are not as um, used to that. 
So I say, like, how close do you want it to this? Sure. Sometimes, like, you can just hear... I mean, I did... I dubbed something recently that was done uh, with Australian voices, and they just wanted to do it with American voices for Hmm. kids. And I thought, that was the craziest thing, because I was dubbing from English. (laughs) It was so weird. Was there a lot of slang, maybe? There was. There was. There was a lot of, like, Australian, like... or might have been British. I can't remember if it was British. I thought it was Australian. It could have been British now that I'm thinking <laughs> about it. Um, it was a while ago. But it wasn't that Essentially long ago. Essentially I'm lying. I English. just forget things. <laughs> but it was English to English. But at least the flap-wise, we were pretty good. Yeah. But then sometimes like, I would be like, well, do I want to copy her performance? That was good. I like what she did there. Like, But then mm. you, then it's weird because you don't... But if it worked... And then it's true to the show. So yeah. it's, a, it's a weird call sometimes. So in One Punch Man, you play uh, Kombu Infinity, which is one of the first like monster creatures <laughs> yes. that we see. And there's like a pretty distinct difference in that performance versus the original. Um, I don't even know if it's 100% because of your performance or because they do so much uh, post to your voice in that. It's like layered. Um, yeah. It's kind of got like an echoey sound to it and they don't that's stuff that i don't even know going in wow okay that was one of those jobs that was before one punch came out here Mm. and um i i remember dubbing it going this show is so weird (laughs) i'm like but i said that about pokemon when i first worked on i'm like who's gonna watch this So what do I know? Um, but again, I didn't know. I just watched something back the other day. I was going to like use a snippet of something for a demo, and I go, "Oh wait, they they totally tweaked my voice. <laughs> I can't use this." So yeah, I again, they, I just did what they told me. They said, mm-hmm. "Do the voice like you." They I forgot they referenced something else I had done and said we want it to sound like similar pitch to this. Um, and then they went and and played with it, which is cool. I mean, it's fun to watch back, but it's. Is it because I know, like, I have some actor friends who, like, if they, even go see a film of theirs where they feel like maybe the edits don't work, they're like, you know, we developed the character and you used a take where we didn't have, you know, that motivation there. Yeah. Does it bother you at all to hear it? Or you're like, mm. I put so much work into this performance and, and now it's been altered. The per- Well, the lucky thing about that is the performance stays. It's really the tone that changes. But mm-hmm. I don't love it, I'll be honest. Because there's one, sh- there have been a few shows where they have, they, they would pitch me up or down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it and they didn't, and I could have done it like where it was the kind of case where oh. I was like, oh, I could have done that, and but it had been figured out in post. So what ha- what happens sometimes is they'll get all the characters finally together, and they'll be like, oh, you know what, this one sounds a little too much. Like this one, let's mm. pitch this. So it's it's really mm. out of my hands, and I could get upset. I mean, there's I, I understand <laughs> why it would bug someone. I don't want to get too. I may always make jokes. Like I remember, like one time I was in something, like we're gonna put some effects. I'm like, don't you mess with my voice. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's if it serves the show, I'm there to serve the show. How difficult is it to dial your voice to different tones? Like you made the example of you know them saying do like this character. How how easy can you slip into a particular voice? Now it's easy. It, mm-hmm. it took me a while to get there. Um, it, it's just trust. It's trusting your voice. It's um, like sometimes they'll say like, "Hey, do you want to start with the higher pitch character or the lower pitch character?" Mm. Just because sometimes placement is a little weird, um, and just staying, you know. Like, luckily, if you're playing two characters in a show, it's always easier to do one at a time. But I've done it where I've switched back and forth. Sometimes they talk to each other, and that's there's like kind of nothing more fun than that. <laughs> like that to me, I heard. I think it was Hank Azaria I heard talking about that recently. It is. I mean, it's. It's so cool. It might, it's probably egotistical. I'm like, that's me and that's me. But 
it's it's cool. Some you know, especially if you don't recognize. Like there's been times I didn't recognize my voice, and that was really mm-hmm. fun. But that's just a weird job I have. So, <laughs> <laughs> is there a character where you feel like you have it? Like, is there? Can you remember the character where you couldn't rem- like didn't recognize your voice? I it happened recently where something played back. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I was just watching. I was putting together a demo, and I started watching um, a video game I worked on. What was it? I don't know. That. It wasn't the Fire Emblem games, but that was some of them where I'm pitched, I pitched my voice down. And it's really sexy. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, wait, is it me? Oh, yeah. And then there was another game called uh, Popolo Croy where I played a little girl. And there's a ton of little girls in it. And I was like, wait, which one is me? And I was just, I didn't want to put someone else's voice on my sure, demo. Yeah. But but it was a little hard to tell, so if I can't, like, or I've been sent clips by, by fans and, like, hey, did you play this role in this show? And yeah. there's times when I'm like, I, I don't know. No. I'm not sure. I don't think, or usually, if I don't know, I'll usually say I don't think, I don't think that was me. Hmm. So you were telling us a little bit before the show started that I was like, oh my gosh, you're also on One Piece. Oh, yeah. yeah and then you were like, oh, that's not even a good one. <laughs> I didn't know. Okay, so I did the four kids one piece, Mm -hmm. which was was a long time ago, Um, and uh, it was before social media. It was before all of this, (laughs) and um, I I didn't know that it was hated so much um, until I started doing conventions a few years ago. And again, I am not sensitive. Like I, I didn't make the show. I didn't write the show. Like you're like, I I, just worked there. I did the best job I could with Mm -hmm. what I did, and. I started getting all these questions at panels, like, what does it feel like to be on the one piece that everyone hates? And like, oh, my God. And they would tell me how good the other one was. And oh. I was like, well, I didn't know. But I'm very sorry you didn't like it. It was a, it was a cartoon made for children. <laughs> like, <laughs> so this is the yeah. edited one. Like, they, they take a lot of the original stuff out. Yeah. So this is kind of the Sailor Moon argument where people were really upset at the yeah. original Sailor Moon that aired in the United States because, you know, like, we had lesbians and you took them from us. How dare you? That's just me. Um, no, I, it's, it's and if, especially if you had watched the original. Mm-hmm. And it's weird then. It's like when you watch your favorite movie edited on, like, TBS yeah. and all the curses are gone or all the... It's weird. Like, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. When, when Samuel Jackson is saying Mother Trucker, I'm out. I'm like, yeah. no, that man curses. I know it. But sometimes it's funnier, like... like that is funny, though. Yeah, see, that's funny. Like, I think, who was you it? Could Seth Rogen wanted to do all of his dubbing for, I think, Pineapple Express so he could <laughs> write the funny words that they put in place. And I was like... Everyone should do that. Then he's like, then he's guaranteeing it's ridiculous. And, he, and they said ridiculous things. I bet. Oh so, my gosh. yeah, but I get, you know, if you're close to a, a show and, and you know it, like, I, I think the big argument with One Piece was like they took the gun out, they made it a lollipop or something like that. Mm. Like, but again, it's for children. Yeah, it was for ki- it wasn't I, and I that's what I it's say when like, it wasn't for kids. I'm guys. like it was not for you. Like that show is not made for you. You were 47 watching that show. Like that's and I get it, but the truth was that for me what I thought was cool about that period of time when it was the four kids ruled that Saturday morning with the Pokémon and Yu-Gi-Oh all those great shows. They were this great gateway anime for kids oh, who didn't totally. know anything about anime. So to me, if One Piece got some kid to love anime, I'm sorry if you don't like it. Like, and it, and now I think it's awesome because we have all these different versions of things. So if you didn't like that one, you can watch the other uh, One Piece, which I hear is amazing. It's soups good. Yeah, I have to. I will. It's on my list. 
Um, and Sailor, there's different, you know, they're redoing and remaking. And Mm -hmm. so there's something, there's a version for everybody. And if someone wants to take their time to hate it, like, hate watching can be a form of entertainment too. As my brother hate watched some ice skating with me the other day. He didn't like it. I was loving it. But you know, he got entertainment out of laughing at the girls when they fell. It's not for everybody. You find your, you find what you love in it. Exactly. And I feel like, especially for parents who are like really amped about like one month the four kids version might be a really great way to introduce like your two year old to exactly. it. Exactly. You know, when they maybe like when they're 10, 12, you can introduce them to the other one. Totally. Yeah. Uh, okay. What were your gateway anime shows? Um, I, the one that I worked on that got, that made me like anime was Slayers. Ooh. I don't know if you like that. It's an older one, but to me, that was the first one that was like, Oh, cause I, you know, I worked on Pokemon was the first mm-hmm. anime I ever worked on. It was, I didn't know what, I mean, I kind of knew what anime was, and it's I knew that, that thing over there. Well, <laughs> yeah. kind of. I mean, it, you know, we'd go to underground video stores to get stuff. That was our yeah. way to get stuff. Um, VHS tapes. Yeah, Classics. I mean, it, it's old school, so it just wasn't readily available yeah. to me. And I knew like Speed Racer. You know, that sure. was. Um, so I so even though Pokemon was awesome to work on it wasn't what I would have sat down to watch Mm, mm -hmm. so a show like Slayers a show like I'm trying to think what else I've really I mean anything Ghibli but that was later that I started Mm -hmm. watching that kind of stuff that's more what spoke to me um and when I was like oh okay now I get why why you know I understood why kids like certain things but there were certain shows that then I I started understanding when I found Lupin the third I was like oh my god yeah or Cowboy Bebop also is that's a a great gateway I always call that a a gateway anime like there's especially for Americans because it's got it's got a very American kind of tone to it uh and that means I was gonna say yeah the actors are so good yeah they're truly brilliant uh oh yeah Slayers I do remember Slayers I want to talk Netflix a little bit because you've done two shows with them. Uh, the first being Little Witch Academia, which, yes, yes. so good. Um, we play Woodward, who is maybe the most adorable slash beautiful creature um, she, ever. She's very ethereal. She is. I didn't know what I, what role I was doing when I walked in. They're like, oh, we're going to use your your soft voice. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I don't, I, you know, for so, so long I was playing little girls and boys that it was really fun to do that. And... I got that was one of the shows where a lot of the other actors had recorded before me, oh. which is always a treat. I always say in anime, like if you're the first one to record an episode, you have no one to play off of. Mm-hmm. It's a much harder job. Mm-hmm. That was when I got lucky, and a lot of it was already done. So I actually got to hear. Hmm. It was like having an actual conversation. It was so nice, and what a really what a cool show. So yes, thank you Netflix for bringing that to America. But she also then did Disjointed, uh, where you play Sadie, who is a pot plant. I play talking marijuana. I love Sadie. <laughs> uh, you saw it. Oh, no, dude. When Disjointed came out, I was like, first of all. I can talk about Disjointed all day. Netflix, with their marketing campaign, when they were like, we're just releasing strains of weed. I was like, what? This is amazing. Just did you go the, to the pop-up shop? I did. Like, I, I'm like, I'm I love you. The show. Okay. Uh, and the fact that, oh my gosh, I'm name blinking so hard. Oh, The woman you? that leads the show. Kathy Bates. Kathy oh, Bates she's... is on TV as a crazy pot-smoking grandma. Like, that's all you need to know about the show. I mean. She's marvelous. Uh, she's I don't have she... enough nice words to say about her. Like, she was, you know, I don't get, I don't get too starstruck. That one. That did it. Were you on set for that? I got to be on set. That That's was the amazing. coolest thing. That was so cool. So were you then reacting to them in the show? It depends. On different episodes, it was done differently. Sometimes we pre-recorded. 
But I would just hang out anyway. Cause oh, yeah. Cause oh, fun. First yeah. of all, set when you don't have to do anything, it's great. Oh, the be- I mean. <laughs> it's so, there's just food and everything to watch. Oh, it's, like, it's so much fun. Live TV. And the, like, everyone on that show, I, we, so new episodes start this Friday. There's ten more yes. episodes. Um, Sa- well, Sadie returns for, for one episode. Oh! Um, Sadie's <laughs> Um, I, episode five, you can hear me sing a little bit, but I, yes. I just, I went, I would go to tapings and just hang out because the cast was lovely. It, for a lot of them, that was one of their first big shows and mm-hmm. it, they were just kind and, you know, someone like Kathy Bates sets a tone, like the same way with any show, with, with being here, with being, you know, someone sets a tone and she just, she is a magical unicorn. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then to see her, there's a scene this season where she says something like you you can't handle being this high or something i don't remember what it was but she had broken her foot or or something with her ankle that we can brace on and was on painkillers and was in pain and was this scene was the best thing you've ever seen the whole audience stood up and applauded after i mean it was yeah i yeah i could talk all day about it but yes i got to play marijuana plants and i'm very proud of that that's amazing so there are actually some animated portions within the show which are Almost my favorite part of the show, which I'm not to discredit anything that's happening like on camera, yeah. but these animated portions are so like cool. They're almost schoolhouse rock in mm-hmm. style, yeah, with all kinds of wild content. Like everyone gets a um, so bizarre, like animated thought at some point. Um, would you return in, to maybe do one of those at some? point? I would return to do anything <laughs> they want me to do on that show. I've made that very clear. Um, yeah, the you know, usually the animation doesn't have a ton of, um, I know one of Carter's first ones did, but there's not a lot of uh, dialogue in the animation. But what I think was really smart that they did, that I would love other shows to kind of do, is they hired a different animation studio for every week mm-hmm. so that nothing looked the same. You nice. know, it wasn't, yeah, and I think that's like a kind of a cool idea in animation in general to mix up. Who's doing it? Like, I would love to see another studio's version of The Simpsons. Or, an, you oh, know, it totally. would be kind of fun to see something like that. They had a Dante's Inferno movie, and each level of hell was a different style of animation. Oh, that's cool. See, that I would love to see. That's a really good I movie. think it was all different anime, too. But yeah. they're all mm-hmm. very different for each, like, when he gets down. You're like, wow. Because then that. you're just like, this is exciting to see a new style. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I should, okay. I, w- I should write down to watch that. Uh, secretly, I'm a huge Barbie animated movie fan. <laughs> Like, literally no one knows this. This is my confession. Oh, God. Um, this it, is like a support group for you I now. Worked, yeah, Carrie's judging. Uh, I, I'm all, no, not Barbie, but I've watched all the Tinkerbell movies, and I really like the Tinkerbell movies. See, okay, that's, that's good stuff. They're, they're really adorable. Yes. Stuff made for two-year-olds is amazing. Like, it's like taking, like, just, a, a Klonopin, it's just like, and I'm zoned out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to worry right, anymore. I can't, then. you just compared Tinkerbell to a Klonopin. I did. <laughs> That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and, and that my, is so... <laughs> wow. I might have to use that on something. I, I mean, I will say they did get better as I went along. Like, the first one was like, eh, but like, by the... I think it's like the Sacred Beast or whatever. Like, the last one, you're just like... <laughs> all the pills. Well, okay. Have you ever had a pet or anything? I honestly feel like writers get like more vested. Like, the first one's like a paycheck. Yeah. They're like, here is... Yeah, the, and then they're like, like, yeah, yeah. Or but, they're just figuring it out. Yeah, That's a lot too. of it. They're it's like, like, what tone are we going let's for? Let's keep it safe and mm-hmm. see what people respond yeah. to. Yeah, for, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and by the third time when you're invested in characters and they've made choices that you've lived oh, yeah. with and are invested in, uh, they get really great. And Barbie is no different. 
Barbie is a fairy at one point. She's a mermaid in another oh, movie. Oh, my gosh. I, I worked at a children's hair salon. She could so do anything, that Barbie. Movie. She surely can. I'm so sick of her. She's so good at everything. You played Summer in Dreamhouse. I did. What is it like to be the voice that all little girls want to grow up to be? Oh, my gosh. Um, I actually, someone from Disjointed was just tweeting about Barbie life in the Dreamhouse. And I was like... I'm summer on that. And she's like, you're so cool. I'm like, but you're Jenny on Disjointed. <laughs> Hi, Liz. Um, yeah, uh, I loved working on it. Also, that was that was an example, because it was an anime, of um, new records. So we got to, a lot of those episodes, we got to record together. Mm. Which I think makes a big difference sometimes in, the, in, in just the character connection and all of that stuff. Everything making sense. So that's why I love that show. And I feel like Dreamhouse works for kids. It works for adults. It works. I tell a lot of my friends, like, okay, I know this is going to sound weird, but if your daughter wants to watch something, like, this is something you won't get mad at her having on. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. that's, I always think that's, like, a good example of something that parents can watch with them and not want to kill themselves. Truly. Yeah, there's you know? some kid stuff that's just hard. Oh, it's tell and then like, this is dumb. Mm. Yeah. No. Yeah, Teletubbies was, like, so mind-numbing. I was like, mm. I can't. We have to have some kind of engagement here, children. Because, like, Care Bears was for kids, but it was smart. Also, yeah. Care Bears had a legitimate villain, and I can get behind any show with a real villain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, who's the villain on Teletubbies? There was no villain. Was they were like just running up a yeah. hill, and then yeah. Baby Sun see, came out. But see, that's a good, maybe we could write that. That's a <laughs> new one, yeah. The villain of Teletubbies. The villain would be me. <laughs> I would be very You would violent. be killing all of the Teletubbies. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, speaking of killing, uh, maiming, and otherwise crushing yeah. people, Celebrity Deathmatch <sighs> was one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, when they brought it back, I had like this bittersweet moment of like, this is not enough of the originals, but it's still Celebrity Deathmatch, and it's great. You play Hilary Duff, I, yeah. who is amazing. <laughs> I did a few episodes of that show. That was so. That might have been my first cartoon job after, like, of not anime. Actually, wow. was that MTV? MTV, was, and yes. then it moved to like MTV Two or something. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that show so much. I mean, that was the. I mean, and just like the out the stuff that you would get, like you would do all your lines, and then you would just have to do random like screeching and hair pulling <laughs> and crazy like attack. No, I mean it was like a video game in that way yeah. where you were just recording all these exertions and efforts and then sometimes you'd be there. I remember there was one, I don't remember which role I was recording. It might have been when I did Alyssa Milano. <laughs> I don't remember which was which episode was which but they were like, oh, can you be one of David Copperfield's sexy girlfriends? And I'm like, yeah! Yes, of course! Yeah, so I ended up like, you, you would end up just playing random things and Eric Vogel who, uh, I think, I want to make sure I'm saying his name right. Eric Fogel or Eric Fogel? Vogel? I don't know. Look it up. Um, <laughs> I'm working on a show now called Food Truckers, and he's writing a bunch of those episodes. Yes! And that's so cool to me because I'm such a fan um, of his stuff. So that was that made me really happy. So in doing voices for real people, how did you go about getting that voice? Oh, like, you know, Hilary Duff is a person we know. Did you go, like, watch... Uh. I tried. Okay. I mean... Watching Lizzie McGuire or something? You know? Yeah, like, I definitely... I think for some of those, they sent sent some sound samples. Oh, okay, then that's good. But makes I it am not... Like, I look at that stuff and I go, I don't sound anything like her. But I think that's sometimes oh, okay. the fun of that show. Is that no, they don't? Totally, sure. Is that it's a, it's a wild interpretation? <laughs> yeah, I am of, not a mimic. Yeah. No, it's like a wild interpretation of a celebrity personality. That's what made it great, because it was... Because wrestling is all personalities. Like, it's all just these wild kind of of crazy distinct voices. So then to apply that over a celebrity who already have, like, a lot of thoughts about and kind of 
can love but also hate them because they have money and they're right. like gorgeous. Uh, it it just works, and then you can see them beat the crap out of each oh, other. Like it's, it's so satisfying, it right? It Really, genuinely is, especially if there's actual when they pick celebrities that have actual drama with each other. When you're like, I want to yeah. know who we like an artist interpretation of who. Would well, win. and it's funny too because the roles that I ended, I did. Hillary Duff, Alyssa Milano, I think I played Natalie Maines, because I was one of the Dixie Chicks at some point. That's amazing. And um <laughs> and I and those are three people who don't have weird or distinct voices. Mm-hmm. There's like it wasn't like Gilford playing Godfrey Rosie or O'Donnell or yeah. like Rosie Perez or someone with an accent or, so they were very they had very normal voices, <laughs> which are the hardest to imitate actually. So, you know, I didn't go too crazy, but did any of those people ever be like, hey, I was just going to say. Oh, my ah. God, yes. <laughs> no, I mean, they never looked me up, but I was sitting behind Alyssa Milano at a movie theater once, <laughs> and I so badly wanted to say something. First of all, because I'm just a fan. Like, you know, I just think she's cool. I'm currently mm-hmm. watching Charmed. She's amazing. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, she's I awesome. <laughs> so and I love her Twitter. I'm, I'm impressed with her Twitter feed. <laughs> but this, yeah. was year, this was years ago, yeah, and yeah. I'm sitting behind her, and I'm like, I don't want to bother her. But I really, I want to tell her I played her on yeah. Celebrity Deathmatch. Because I feel like that's like kind of an okay, and I totally chickened out. Uh, you need to tweet at her. Maybe. But what if she hated it? <laughs> Those are a lot of Look, that you don't see Trump inviting Alec Baldwin to the White House. But Trump is a giant. John, no, totally But I feel like Milano has a sense of humor. Oh, yeah, yeah. She'd, she'd be totally... I'm sure she'd be totally fine. I'm, like, so I bet she never even show. watched it. Like, like yeah. who knows if she ever watched it? What is Celebrity Deathmatch? Yeah. <laughs> I was I, at the cusp of my career But at I this don't point. think she won, is the thing. Oh, because that could be it tricky. was her versus Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and I, I have to rewatch it. But oh my, I, I'd be pissed if I didn't win. On, no, because they were both witches. Oh, uh, yep. Sarah Jessica Parker Cl- versus clever. Okay, yes. okay, so if it's Sarah Jessica <laughs> Parker versus Piper, no, 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 Prue, no, other one. Uh, it's not Sarah Jessica Parker. I got all of the names. Yeah, I'm like now. no. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. I got one name that I got. Melissa right. Joan Hart. Is that what yes. you're thinking of? Yeah. Okay. Which they are remaking. Sabrina. Yes. They are with my like, girl Shipka. Yes, I love uh, her. From Mad Men. It, her she voice. Her name sounds like a curse, but I love it. it. Does. Yeah. Gonna, but she also her eyes feel like they're constantly cursing you. Like she's got the most intense awesome. eyes. Um, and her reactions. This water is Shipka. Just kidding. <laughs> um. I wanted to ask you, so you've been on, like, a ton of iconic shows. you played, like, Bulbasaur on Pokemon for <laughs> crying out loud. Um, uh, but they're... they're it still uh, makes me laugh. I don't know why. <laughs> but yeah. you, there are a ton of, like, animated shows that are kind of, like, legend at this point. Like, you mentioned uh, The Simpsons. American Dad is a personal favorite. Um, so there's uh, Spongebob. Like, is there a show that you're like, man, I gotta, I gotta get on it? Yes. Mm. South Park. Wow! I yes. mean, that's my. Uh, then you me, could use your trucker mouth there. Yes, good Matt Trey. If you're, uh, yeah, I, I mean, they. I, it's a pretty tight knit group over there. I don't mm-hmm. know how I would possibly infiltrate that, but I did enter the contest. Uh, they, they, <laughs> not lying. I entered a contest recently on um, that that site where you can like enter to like have a walk on, and I never yeah. do any of that stuff. But it's a charity. And you, so for every, like, $10 you donate or something, you get an entry to have you yourself animated in a South Park episode and visit the studios. And I was like, yeah, I'll enter that. I You're really like, here's a few win. entries. Because, like, that's what I would, that's what I geek out over, man. Like, and seeing how fast they work, I would just, wow. I would love to be in a fly on the wall there. Just, they're just geniuses. Totally. I would like to see you play a gem on Steven Universe. Oh. I think that would be really cool. 
Let's make it happen. Because, you know, in order to be a gem, you have to be able to both sing and do, you know, the crazy vocal performances. And if you got to be a diamond, you could use your own sultry voice, which would that be would fun be for fun. you. Get away from the kids stuff. Uh, well, 2018. That's, that's, those are the two <laughs> new goals. I love it. You were telling us JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. So weird. So this is a show that just... You watch it, you're weird. Not kidding. (laughs) I've read the first manga and I was like, this is... It's really violent. Oh my gosh. Wait, so tell us about it. I don't know the story. Well, so I don't know... I'll be completely honest. I didn't know a ton about it until I I worked on these two episodes. One aired last week, one's airing this week. And it's apparently like the most disturbing arc to people. Ooh. And I play a baby who is also a stand, which means he has another form that he fights in. But it's, I'm I'm an evil baby. That's amazing. That they totally get back at. Yes. I don't want to give away too much, but like it's you're allowed to hate this baby. <laughs> like I, I, I feel pop- like that's gonna be so cathartic for some people. <laughs> right? Well, that's the thing. It's like kick that baby. Um, <laughs> he's evil. I mean, he's t- a terrible, terrible baby. Um, but I didn't know any of this. All I knew going in was that it was going to be vocally strenuous, which was really mm-hmm. nice that they gave me a heads up. I did not know how disgusting it was going to be. Like, I almost puked. And what do you mean by vocally strenuous for this particular case? A lot of yelling, a lot of crying. JoJo in general, um, actors are are usually told in advance that they can, you know, if they want to turn it down, it's going to be a vocally strenuous uh, booking. Which is so, I mean, we're so appreciative when someone tells us that. Because what I'll try to do then is not have something lined up for early the next morning, give sure. myself time to rest. Or if it's something I'm, I don't care about, I'll, you know, I don't know if I've ever said no, but I'll, but I was, but I definitely wasn't told that I was going to almost puke in the booth. Um, it was Is it from disgusting. the things you were saying? From things I'm saying, there's, there's one moment that will happen on Saturday night on Toonami that, um, I, again, apologize in advance for, <laughs> I, I apologized in advance of the episode airing the other day. Luckily, this baby is only in two episodes, but yeah, it, it is uh, creepy. Like, and I thought One Punch was weird. Yeah, but this is JoJo's. It is bizarre. It's so, bizarre. At, at Anime Expo, they had a T-shirt that says, "Do you even know how to pose?" Yeah. <laughs> or like, "Do you even pose?" Like the "Do you even right. lift?" They had the "Do you even pose?" See, and I was like, "That's actually." Kind did of you get funny. it? Well, I've read some of it. No, yeah, did so. you get the T-shirt? Get the shirt. No. Did you purchase it? Okay. I, you probably time. just took a picture of it, which yeah, is the I same did. thing. I was now. Like, now you can just take a picture of stuff. And it's like, no, I, I wasn't enough into it that I'm like, I'm going to buy it, but I appreciate it. Walking by, I was like, all right. I get the joke. Yeah. yeah. So it's you're not my favorite style of art. <laughs> it's, it's violent for me, too. Like the, no, that, I don't mind the violence. I just don't like this It's not your art aesthetic. style. Yeah. yeah, we talked about that, of like, you know, man, different styles. Broke everything. Uh, are you more of a shoujo or um, shonen uh, fan, like, visually? Do you know what those are? No. It's okay. Um, I should. I'm the no, worst. no. It, okay. It's fine. I, I mean, I don't think people often always say that. So, like, shoujo is very more like the girly and pretty and flowers. Uh, or on Sailor High School Moon, Host Club, tears Sailor crying, Moon. Yeah. Uh, any of those, like, cutesy yeah. things. And then Shonen is more like the fighting stuff, like One Punch and um, Dragon Ball Z and stuff. Huh. I like, I mean, but even within those, there's so many you, variations. I was going to say, like, I, I loved the way Little Witch Academia looked. Um, it's almost sort of in the middle, I would think. They're a little bit, they're, they're, a, they're a little bit different. In yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got an American yeah. style of, like, almost. Yeah. Is that what it is? Like, maybe that. Like, maybe it's just like American. It's American. I mean, no, to say but that it's, it's like it's across, different. It yeah. meets that middle ground, just like, um, uh, what's the other one on Netflix? Neo Yokio. 
which has like mm-hmm. a, a Japanese aesthetic, but like kind of a more flat American style. I think. Yeah, yeah I really like the way that looked. I mean. Again, I don't always know. I'm not savvy enough to know what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. I just know if like, I like it. Like their eyes sparkle and stuff like that. And the if you go really see, I like that in small doses. But I think funny. I think I would get cuted out. <laughs> but totally hear that. like I worked. On, oh, I worked on glitter force, which mm-hmm. is really fun to work on. But I don't know, like if I could list, like watch that, like binge it mm. because of because <laughs> of like yeah. the, all the magical craziness. I wanted to ask you, you've been doing uh, uh, conventions and things um, and paneling and stuff, which is Carrie and I know a lot about. Is yeah. there a show you like uh, paneling for the most? Is there a show with like just oh. an amazing fan base that you're like, yeah. more of Gosh. these people? Well, I lo- I, there's one thing I do at convention. I do a Pokemon trivia contest. Wow! Oh, which is so much, because those po- there's no one more diehard than those, <laughs> because they grew up with it, and it's really cool to meet them as grown-ups now and mm-hmm. here because I was working on it as a young adult mm-hmm. so I wasn't taking away the same life lessons that these kids were you know like hopefully I'd already learned some of them but when you see how that shapes them and they tell you how the, the show affected their lives and hmm. what they learned about friendship and I mean really beautiful stories that you hear but my favorite thing is to do the Pokemon trivia contest because I can't believe <laughs> what these people know like I have some that are easy questions and then I go to the really hard ones and I look at these guys I'm like did you do homework like what did, <laughs> is this all you did all like they watched mm-hmm. the, so that to me is so much fun to see these people answer these mm-hmm. crazy questions so serious question Pikachu speaking how do you feel about that I heard about it did you see it I saw that trailer. I mean, yeah, the I don't clip. know much more Just about the, the clip where you yeah. see it. But something. did you see the one where they did the Danny DeVito dub? No. no. Oh, I have to look that up. Uh, engineer, if we could please end with that, is the Danny DeVito oh, dub of Pikachu speaking. It's literally the best thing ever. Sorry, go ahead. So what did <laughs> you think of it? Thoughts? I think it's an... I Look... I think if it it's just going to depend how it's done. Mm. If it's a great good point. If it's a great movie, you just sort of it, it how it's also about how soon you're just immersed in that world mm, of it. Mm-hmm. It's there's going to be people that have decided to hate it. I haven't decided to do that yet. I w- I'm going to wait and see. Um cuz he's spoken before. I mean, there yeah, uh there have there was one it was like a was a hmm? Yeah, gosh. Uh I mean, obviously, you've worked on the show. Well, so you, it was the you new, have the inside the new cast worked on it. it okay, we were replaced after like nine seasons. It was like we. It's a long story, but the company got bought, so ah. we, we all worked on like the first eight or nine, and then it was a new cast. But there was one. I have to. I'll tweet it at you guys. But there was a, an incident where Pikachu did have a low male voice, but it was like kind of a dream sequencey kind of thing. Whoa. But again, mm. it wasn't. It wasn't as defined as this is him talking. Like okay, so it was. People don't even really know. Again, people don't really know about it because yeah. it wasn't part of the main show. It was kind of an offshoot thing, but it was legit. Um, but, pe- you know, it, it's funny to see people get work- so worked up over it all. I, you gotta love the fanatics. I love like, it. Even even when they want to just stand in their wrongness of like, it's awful. You don't like it, but awful yeah. is subjective. It has to be really good to work. I mean, that's that's going to be the trick of that. Yes. That, yeah. that whole point. movie. I mean, I'm... I, I'm rooting for it but i wouldn't want that job i wouldn't i, okay. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to be that one um actually uh speaking of that you you kind of touched upon something has it happened often and how does it feel when you've been doing a project for a while or a movie and they have a sequel or a series and they have a sequel but it gets recasted because it's a different company yeah how often has that happened and how does that feel 
it it's happened where I have you know been replaced and it's happened where I've replaced people mm, okay. and I think when I was younger it probably uh, it bummed me out more and I'm sort of used to it now like until it airs with my voice I am not convinced that I have that job mm. and I mean in, for the most have- part it's, I'm a pessimistic <laughs> angry person but no um but I, yeah like I I think this business teaches you pretty quickly that you know, there's a lot of promises and things that mm-hmm. are going to happen until I'm working or until I have sure. the, I don't believe anything's real. But it is a, it is a shame when it happens because you are, you have some attachment. Mm-hmm. Like Build-A-Bear was really nice and they sent me the bul- the Bulbasaur plushie, ah! but it's someone else's voice in there, oh! <laughs> which is fine. And it's still, look, it sounds good. Like, again, I'm not going to be like angry and judgy, but it's a bummer. Yeah. But it's what happened. So what happened was after I, I believe it was eight seasons um, of Pokemon. You know, the, again the company got yeah. bought. It was nothing personal. They just mm-hmm. we weren't able to work on it. And I'm, sure. I don't. I'm not angry at anyone who took the job. It's just a big bummer. And yeah. you know, or someone's not available. I had to take. I had to do something recently. NDAs. I can't talk about it. But where someone wasn't available for a video game. Sure. And I did as well as I could to match her voice. Hmm. And it just. It is what it is. You know. It's. It, it's weird because in on camera, it's a much bigger deal when that happens. Yeah, and in yeah. voiceover, people let it slide. I mean, a little bit more. It's I don't want to upset anybody. Like yeah. you know, it, that's what's weird too. Is like sometimes they'll like write to you and be like, I don't. Why are you taking? it? I'm like, look, dude, I I took the sure. job. I think it's kind of petty to receive yeah. it. Like, yeah. I, I, especially in this industry, like yeah. sometimes you didn't get picked, and it like you have to get over that. Pretty fast, or you're you're not going to last long. Yeah. It just happens too frequently. Um, I want to know what you guys think about this Pikachu video because it's it's maybe my favorite thing on the internet. Wiseacre, I'm smart. You're dumb. I'm big. You're little. I'm right. You're wrong. And there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> oh man, it's um. just. There's a longer version. Which See, I now that's really funny. That is okay. It's just a dramatic moment where you're like, no. Okay, I do have a quick question. Mm-hmm. What has been the weirdest question somebody's asked you at a convention? Because those people, are, can, there's all kinds of people, and I go to conventions too, so I'm one of those people too. But oh, gosh. they can be like, I want to think of a really good, I feel like I'm going to, in like two hours, I'm going to think of a really great answer. Then you answer. tweet it. I'll tweet it. <laughs> no, I mean, I definitely get asked... I mean, anytime they ask about like money, or oh, like that's yeah, people like you do get. Uh, I I mean, once I did when I was in New Zealand, I did say that I was looking for a husband because I wanted to live there. <laughs> so I did, get, I did get one proposal, um, which was I mean, look, I, I didn't have time to stay and get to know the guy, but I was like, I would like to be able to live here. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, I didn't think anyone was gonna. I thought they knew I was kidding. Um, but, yeah, we do get where, you know, a, a lot of the stuff is really, like, detailed questions. And, like, episode five, when you said this, and look, I get it. There's shows that I would want to know things like that about, mm-hmm. but I don't know the answers. True. For the most part. Yeah. Yeah, like, I got asked today on Twitter if a character who played a certain character in a show and I said I, I honestly IMDb don't know. is free and available to everybody. Well yeah it's just it's not always on there so I said oh ask the director so and so and they said he's not good at responding. Oh, <laughs> I was like, well, that well, was I don't know. Todd really Habercorn maybe you should be better at responding. <laughs> oh, so I was like I don't know. 
Tara, nice. thank you so much for joining yes, us. Thank, thank you, guys. This was so, so much fun. Uh, you guys, uh, I'm Joel Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joel Monique every week at blackgirlnerds.com. And my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. You want to remind them one more time where they can find you, Tara? Hi. Uh, Tara Sands, L.A. Twitter, Finder, nice, Instagram, She'll whatever. She'll answer your questions even if she doesn't know the answer. <laughs> I will make something up. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you guys next week right here at Animation Weekly and After Buzz TV. Bye. Thanks, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 